the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with John Inglesby. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and John Inglesby. Voice America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lee Mott Williams, and my co-host is John Inglesby. And to join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. John, how's your week going up there in Boston? Couldn't be better, Lee Mont, uh, except for getting the news yesterday on Lee Bodden on injured reserve for the year for the Patriots. Uh, life is good, and football is... Uh, Right around the corner now, finally. We're, we're in regular season football week, if only for college, to start off with. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Life is good as well down here in Houston, Texas. Great week, football. Uh, we've got the Texans this week and got a lot of college football games. So uh, a lot of content, a lot of stuff going on here uh, as well up there in Boston. So uh, let's go and get our show started today, John. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. John and I will discuss the Manny Ramirez trade and other baseball topics. We'll go around the NFL and talk about this week's headlines and storylines. Invite former Minnesota Vikings cornerback Ronnie Whitaker to the show. But first, John, let's go ahead and start with the AFC East division and the New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. John, in my opinion, the Patriots didn't, didn't pass the eye test against the St. Louis Rams. Uh, Coach Bilicek kind of ripped into the team on Monday, and uh, Tom Brady pretty much did his thing. He was 18 for 22 for 273 yards with three touchdowns. But uh, why was the Patriots so flat last week, John? Well, it's just, uh, you know, they had two good preseason games to start and then, you know, surprisingly fell flat at home against a high-energy crowd. And I think, you know, they got a taste of Sam Bradford, number one, that surprised them. And, then Brady finally got the troops going and, you know, really had some exciting plays. The, the feature play being, of course, the long bomb to Randy Moss. And, uh, but, you know, they're, the Patriots, uh, you know, the, that defense is really, really going to need some work this year. I think, I think that kind of score, 36-35, might become familiar as the year goes along. And, now, and since then, again, they've lost Lee Bodden, put on injured reserve for the year. And uh, they got a, they got big issues on defense, no question. And that's the that's the one thing that stands out to me this year for the New England Patriots, their defense, especially their interior defensive line and their linebackers. I I, I really think they'd be uh, good on offense, D 
defensively, I really think they're going to struggle at times. Uh, depends on what teams they're playing. But again, they did come up very flat. And uh, Coach Billichek is the coach to kind of get his guys riled up and, and, and motivated heading into this week final preseason game. So a lot of young guys will get looks this week, uh, making with the final cuts around the corner. But uh, want to get your opinion? How will they bounce back against the Giants this week? Well, I think they'll. Uh... Yeah, I think they'll play well. I really do. Um, that's been their history. The third preseason game, as we know, is typically the most important, and that was the game they lost to the Rams. But, uh, you know, them the Giants pretty much play every year, so they certainly, uh, in the preseason, usually the last preseason game, it's become a tradition of sorts. And, you know, I, I think they'll... Uh, I'm anxious to see how they're going to do because, you know, not only do they have the, the Lee Bodden news to deal with... Uh, you know, the Brandon Spikes thing is getting a lot of airplay up here, which is uh, unfortunate. And, uh, you know, Brandon Spikes, uh, as the listeners may or may not know, was uh, in a sex video that's gone viral over the Internet. And coincidentally, uh, the Brandon Spikes' girlfriend is Doc Rivers' daughter, Doc Rivers, wow. the coach of the Celtics. So there was a funny, a funny line. They do a call-in thing on... Uh, on local radio, uh, where fans call in with various funny lines, and the one that really cracked me up today was Brandon Spikes, Coach Belichick on line one, Doc Rivers on line two. Which call are you going to take first? <laughs> oh man, that, that sounds like an ugly situation there. And it's I, ugly. Trust me. Yeah, that sounds like a Talk tough to situation. Town. Yeah, it sounds like a tough situation there. But real quick, before we roll from New England and talk about some other teams in the AFC East, well, what did you think about the rookie quarterback Sam Bradford's performance? Fabulous, just efficient. Whenever, whenever I think of him, you know, his Heisman Trophy winning career at Oklahoma, I just think, you know, efficient as in ultra-high percentage passer, you know, complete 60, 70, 80% of his passes, uh, similar to Colt McCoy, and, but Bradford's uh, probably a little better. And, yeah, he just, you know, manages the game, but efficient. Uh, you know, he really made a, a major statement to come into Foxborough and do that against, uh, you know, the Patriots, who may not be what they once were, but they're still uh, one of the, you know, they're still uh, championship timber, you might say. Yeah, there's one team in the AFC East Division hoping that the New England Patriots are not the same team like they used to be, and that's the New, England, that's the New, uh, New York Jets. Let's talk about the Jets' performance against the Washington Redskins this weekend. John, are the Jets outrushed the Redskins for 161 yards and committed four turnovers uh, three fumbles and one interception. So, John, the Jets' offense started slow and was, you know, in my opinion, not explosive. Should we expect this type of Jets football this season? Boy, let's hope not. Um, you know, I, I think they've got a long way to go for them to fulfill Rex Ryan's <clears throat> predictions. Um, you, you know, they they did show some decent ground game effort, uh, but, you know, all in all, I, I don't think anybody – with the Jets is very happy with how they've played this preseason. So, uh, you know, I think maybe uh, they're more focused on hard knocks than winning preseason games. Well, they need to be focused on the defense side of the ball because they lost an outstanding linebacker, and that's in Calvin Pace. Pace broke his foot, his right foot last week, and expect to meet, miss four to six weeks. John, with the Revis holdout being over 30 days now and Pace breaking his foot, uh, could the Jets defense take a step back this season? You know, I think they could. Uh, you know, certainly if Revis doesn't sign, you know, they'll be taking uh, more than a step back, a giant leap back. 
uh, words is more likely. Um, you know, he, he just sets them up. I mean, a shutdown corner, he's the best in the league, and that just takes away an entire side of the field, and they, they don't have to worry about it. So Calvin Pace, again, a big loss uh, for what Rex Ryan likes to do, which is basically blitz, you know, nonstop using his linebackers. They're the key. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and plus, you know, they were tremendous last year, and I think it was a bit of an element of surprise. So they, they might have some work to do this year. Yeah, they're still along those lines as far as uh, injuries and move to the other side of the ball. Redskins quarterback, newly acquired quarterback, Donovan McNabb, he's hurt his ankle, and they're saying that he's with less than two weeks to go before the regular season. The all-pro all pro quarterback will miss the season opener uh, with a sprained left ankle. John, uh, one of the reasons that the Eagles pretty much traded McNabb was because his, you know had some health issues throughout his career there. Uh, when will we see McNair return to the playing field? Well, hopefully in the first couple of weeks, uh, you know, week two or three. Um, but, you know, it doesn't get any easier with age. I mean, it's just, you know, age trumps everything in the world of sports. So I don't care what a, per, what a player's history is. Once you start to get injured, you recover slower. That's it. There's no reversing father time. And uh, so, you know, Donovan McNabb is yet another example of just it's going to take longer than it did five years ago and ten years ago. Yeah, it just seems like it's a back and forth thing with the Redskins. One minute, one week is uh, Hainsworth and this issue, uh, his headache issues, which you know we found out was more serious con- uh, medical condition than that. And this week is Donovan McNabb. So it's from the defensive side of the ball back to the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Now we're just hoping that they can just line, have some players line up and play for the first opener game against the Dallas Cowboys. But I think McNabb is a tough individual. I remember a couple of years ago when he broke his ankle, I want to say his foot, uh, in the playoff, and he was able to be successful in the playoffs. So this this minor setback is only what I just call it a minor setback. I think the Redskins has enough guys in place to kind of get that, that team rolling and hopefully all to a good start. Yes, uh, well, I... You know, I thought it was pretty interesting that the Jets and Redskins played each other last weekend because they are, without a doubt, the two biggest melodramas in all of the NFL this year so far and then certainly looking like they're going to be as the year goes along. So uh, to see them on the same field was, uh, you know, a glimpse of what it could be like with uh, what, what will probably be the two most talked about watch teams at least to begin the season because of the all the personality and melodramas that uh, that's occurring with each team. Yeah, just that team as well as the Giants, you know. The Giants looks like they had getting Eli Manning back uh, from his injury from his Monday night football uh, gash to the forehead there. He's he'll be back. Got McNair back and then we everybody wants to see what uh Kevin Cobb is going to do. Kevin Cobb, we I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. As well as with Vic, Vic being his backup player, so that that NFC East division will kind of get everything jump started here for this 2010 NFL season. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah, you know, I think the NFC East, uh, which has traditionally been, you know, the most interesting, toughest conference, is, uh, you know, even more interesting with the McNabb trade to the Redskins and hearing good things about Kevin Cobb down in Philadelphia. Like, you know, they they were just ready. For, to put him in as the starter, and uh, so you know, I, I think they're going to be better, maybe than most people think. I definitely agree with that, John. John, it's time for us to take our first break. 
So let's go and take our first break. When we come back, we'll invite former Minnesota Viking cornerback Ryan Whitaker to the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host John Inglesby on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN Sports Center and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Filtered is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host John Inglesby on the Voice America Sports Network. John, it's that segment where we invite active or former players to the show. I got a real good friend, a former player for the Minnesota Vikings, started off his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finished up his career with the Minnesota Vikings. I want to invite my good friend from my hometown, Norfolk, Virginia, Ronya Hollywood Whitaker to the show. Ronya, welcome to Outside the Huddle. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a real honor to be on your guys' show. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure, especially when you get a formal player on the show to talk sports. So let's go ahead and get it, get it in, man. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your sports background. Well, 
originally from North Virginia, I attended high school at Lake Teller, and um, I had a chance. To, I was blessed enough to earn a scholarship to go to Virginia Tech, and that's why I went. I stayed there for five years, registered my first year, and then after that, went on to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in '03. Stayed there for two years. Then um, my my position coach at the time was Mike Tomlin. You know, he was a corners back coach. And um, he ended up getting a, um, accepted a job, a defensive coordinator job here in Minnesota. And he brought his Tampa 2 guys with him. And it was me and Dwight Smith and a few other guys. And played here in Minnesota for two years. Then went out to Detroit for a year. And then just wrapped it up from there. And, and now I'm just right now working on my um, – I work with the Vikings as far as just the VIP clientele with my real estate and also my development company. So that's, that's just me in a nutshell right there. Yeah, that's some great stuff, Ron. And you, you mentioned going to Virginia Tech. So let's go ahead and start with Virginia Tech. You know, college football begins this weekend, Labor Day weekend, a lot of football going on this weekend. So uh, what should we expect from the 10th-ranked Virginia Tech Hokies this season? Well, I, I think you should expect a lot. You know, we have Williams coming out, and, you know, of course he had a, a great year last year, and we're expecting big things from him this year as well. You know, of course, Tyrod, you know, this is a year that I think that he's going he's gonna to flourish and and take his game to a whole nother level. He's going to be a guy that's not going to just be, you know, that type of running quarterback. I think you're going to see a different dimensions from this guy. And especially when, you, when you're dealing with an uh, offensive coordinator like Brian Steinspring, you know, he's going to open up the playbook. And right now this is kind of like his, uh, his toy. You know, Tyrod Taylor's his toy. It's no different from when he had Vic and Lee Suggs and all those guys. So I'm, I'm expecting a lot from these guys. And, of course, you know, they open up Monday night at, at um, FedEx Field in Washington, D.C., with uh, Boise State. So I think that's going to be a tough one, but I also think that's, that's going to be a challenge for them starting out. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely going to be a challenge, and that's going to set the tone early for both teams to try to make that bid for the BCS championship game. Tyrod Taylor, you talked about Tyrod Taylor, and that kind of leads into my second question there. Having the opportunity to play with Michael Vick at Virginia Tech, what are some of, some of those slim, similarities that you see in Tyrod Taylor that you can compare to Michael Vick? Well, one thing I, I definitely see, and I, and I think is real important, is we're seeing improvement from him every year. And, you know, and that's one thing that Coach Beamer, I know, definitely wants to, you know, get across to all players, whether, you know, you're a Tyrod Teller or whether you're a guy that's redshirting at the time. We just want to see you develop every year and become not only a great, you know, football player, but also, you know, a great student athlete as well. You know, it, it's so many things that guys get caught up in in college that, you know, other people outside that's on the outside looking in, you know, kind of goes over their heads. But this is one thing as far as coming into Virginia Tech, they have a great, you know, great group of guys and also a great group of coaches that also wants to see the players develop, not just on the field but off the field as well. And I think that's what we're going to see from Terod, Terod Taylor this year. We're going to see a guy that's, you know, better than he was the year before and the year before that as well. So, Yeah, with Tyrod, is no doubt about it, he has the ability to – you know, be probably the ACC Player of the Year and be College Player of the Year. Probably get himself in the Heisman uh, hunt there if he gets off to an early start. One thing that I noticed with him a couple of years ago was his mental game. Uh, it was times where he tried to take the team on his back and do it himself, but it was at times he showed uh, improvement as far as the mental game. So if he improves his the mental aspect of coming to the season, I think he'll have an outstanding, outstanding year. Let me go and reset for our listeners. We're talking with former Virginia Tech Hokey and Minnesota Viking quarterback, Ronnie Whitaker. Ronnie, let's go ahead and segue into the NFL. You had over four years of cornerback experience in the NFL, so let's go ahead and talk some NFL. And the Vikings had a very busy offseason. 
How do you feel about Brett Favre returning to the Vikings for his 20th NFL season? You know what? Honestly, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, I think the game needs a guy like Brett Favre. You know, you need that guy that's going to come in and, and not just be, you know, the 20-year veteran or, or the, the, the consecutive games, you know, because you can look at other sports and guys like Kyle Ripken and those guys who did it for so long. But I also think that, you know, a guy like him coming into a team with players like Sidney Rice and, you know, Percy Harvin and, you know, even even Adrian Peterson, those are young guys, you know, and I, I think it was good. It was a good move for the Vikings to surround those guys with a, a true leader. And I'm not saying they didn't have true leaders before because, you know, of course they had E.J. Henderson and those guys. But at the same time, when you bring a dynamic in like Brett Favre, that, that is the X factor. That can, that can decide whether, you know, you win those extra four games at the end of the year. And then a conference like that, that is huge, you know. And you, you're absolutely right. Brett Favre came in uh, with a short term, came in from all season last year, and was able to elevate those guys. You mentioned Sidney Rice, and he's out this season. So, uh, uh, you know, could the Vikings be productive early this season without their all-pro wide receiver, Sidney Rice? I, I think so. I think so. I definitely think so because, you know, this, this is the NFL, you know, and no team is one. No team is bigger than one guy. And, and Sidney is a young player, and he, he's going to have – he has plenty of years ahead of him, you know. But I also think that, you know, he he was the piece that the Vikings needed. You know, I remember him coming in as a fre- as a freshman. I remember him coming in as a rookie. You know, everybody had these high expectations for him because they wanted him to fill the shoes of '84. But you know, he, we all know, you know, it's only one Randy Moss. You know, so, but he did the best he could in the years that he that he played. And with bringing Farfield with him, that just made him more. Of a, of a top player, one of the players that, you know, I know a lot of guys want to put in their fantasy league, you know. But it's, it's unfortunate that he got hurt, but at the same time, there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, you know, here in Minnesota. And, and I think this, this is a good time for person, this person Harvard to say, you know what, let me take over now that this guy's out. Let me step up and fill these shoes. Yeah, Percy being from my hometown, uh, the Virginia Beach, North Gary, I hopefully he steps up and able to, maintain those migraines issues he's been having in the offseason. But I, I really feel like it's more added pressure on a running back there, all-pro uh, uh, AD, Adrian Peterson. I think Adrian Peterson will have an outstanding year. Uh, hopefully he can add one more dimension to his game that I think he's lacking, in my opinion. That's passing, catching the ball out of the backfield. We all know what he can do by running the ball. He ran for over uh, 1,500 yards last year, I want to say. But he's the type of guy that if you can add that one more dimension as far as catching the ball successfully out of the backfield, oh, man, it's, it's, it's lights out for that guy. But uh, let me go and reset for our listeners. We're talking with former Virginia Tech Hokie and Minnesota Vikings cornerback, Ronya Whitaker. Ronya, I don't want to hog up all the time, so I want to give my co-host, John, an opportunity to ask you a few questions. Well, thank okay. you, Lemont. Uh, yeah, Ronya, I had met uh, Mike Tomlin at the NFC Coaches Breakfast uh, this past March during the NFL owners meeting. And uh, I also grew up in western Pennsylvania, so I'm a very, very devout Steeler watcher. How do you think Mike Tomlin, who I know you played for in Tampa Bay when uh, he was the defensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, or coach of secondary, uh, how do you think he's going to handle the whole quarterback situation with Roethlisberger out for at least four to six games and working with Byron, Byron Leftwich and Dennis Dixon? Well, honestly, and and I know you can, I know, I know you can vouch for this because if you sat down and talked to Mike Tomlin, anybody that knows Mike Tomlin know that he's true to his word. You know, he, he's a, he's a straight up upfront guy, 
And yep. one thing about it, just listening to him talk to people, he can expi- he can inspire people, he can motivate people. And and I think, you know, a team like Pittsburgh, and as far as their defense and like the pieces that they have around him, that they have around them, that a guy like Dixon or a guy like you know Byron Leftwich, those guys are gonna come in and and they're gonna be solid. And, and that's what that's the only thing they need to do right at that point is just be solid. You know they don't have to come in and you know throw the ball all over the field and break tackles like you know Big Ben did. But at the same time, I think Mike Tom is gonna get that message across to them to let those guys know we just need you guys to be solid. We don't need you to play lights out every night. You know. I agree. I, I really think for this. Unique particular situation. It's the first time in the history of the NFL uh, that Mike Tomlin is the perfect guy to handle it because he is—he's uh, mesmerizing to talk to. He, he really is. So I, I, I think he's going to handle it as well as anybody possibly could. Hey, Ron, I got you on the phone. I want to get some more questions in before we go our next break. And uh, you've been a former defensive back, had an outstanding career able to play in the NFL Europe. I think you led the NFL Europe in two, uh, 2006 in interceptions. So uh, I want to get your thoughts. I want to get your thoughts on De- uh, Darrell Reeves' whole out situation up there in New York. I think, in my, and this is just my opinion, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's almost becoming like a, like a bad marriage, you know, and, and, and it shouldn't be. I, I also feel that Reeves is, is one of the top corners in the league. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to put him at the top because I've seen so many great corners do it for, for a long period of time. And I'm not saying that, you know, last year he wasn't the best corner in the league because he was. You know, he had the stats to show it. And, you know, even though, even though if, if Mike Tomlin is listening now, he'll probably say something like stats are for losers, you know. But at the same time, he, his numbers spoke for themselves, you know. And, and I just feel like, for the team that they have and the chemistry that they have and the players that they have there and even the coaching staff, I I, I can't talk. I, I wouldn't know any other guy that that, w- that would love to come and play for you know Rex Ryan, you know, and and I just think that this is an unfortunate situation for for both parties because if the Jets want to you know take that next step and and go a, a step further than they went a year ago, they're going to need you know Revis and Revis needs to play. You know, this is his job. And this is something how he feeds his family and support his family. So I, I think, in my opinion, I think he needs to come to camp and, and just show up. You know, the money's going to come. It, you know, the way he plays and at a high level that he plays, the money's going to come to him. You know, I, I, I never was the type of person to think that, you know, players should just, you know, just opt out of contracts or say I'm not showing up. And, and it, it's funny because owners don't have to live up to those contracts. But they expect the players to, you know, to do that. And I always felt like, you know, if you sign a contract, just, you know, a bad buy. And I think that's what he should do. He's a great player. You know, we miss him. You know, we would love to see him out there playing. So, Yeah, that's the ugly side about the business is that it is a business. And a lot of people talk about you know, the standpoint of, hey, NFL is exciting. This, but at the, at the end of the day, it's a business. You know, you know somebody got to sell those tickets to get people in the seats as well as teams make money uh, from it. Every type of way you can imagine, but Revis, you know, in my opinion, you know, I'm stake my opinion. I think that uh, from the history of, of what the Jets has done this off season, signing players that attended camp, they awarded their, their core four linemen, uh, you know, even the general manager and the head coach got an extension. So I don't know. I, I, I get what he's doing. I understand what he's doing. I understand it's a business aspect, but what the expiring CBA 
uh, on the table and possibly a work stoppage going into next season. Uh, you know, he's at the peak of his career. He don't want to be out of the game no more than, uh, you know, a season or less. And if, if we go to a work stoppage next season and he's not playing this season, then, I, I, you know, it's going to be kind of hard. It's like taking two years off, and we all know how that is because it's now Michael Vick is now starting to get back in the groove of getting back in football shape and getting back in the floor of things. So, Ron, we got to take a quick break, pay some bills. I want you to hold on. I want to roll you over to the second to the third segment. I got a few more questions to ask you. If that's okay with you? That's fine, fellas. All right, okay. Well, John, we'll come back with more Ron Yale Whitaker as well as some other sports topics next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host John Inglesby on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Looking for a top show about horse racing and handicapping? Looking to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies website, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. Listen for top plays for the weekend in the spot play of the week and win prizes just for listening. Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer is live Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. On the Voice America Sports Network, John, we had an outstanding segment last segment with a good friend of mine, Ryan Whitaker, former 
Minnesota Viking cornerback and Hokies quarterback, Virginia Tech Hokies quarterback. We still have him online. So, Ron, you still there? I'm still here, guys. Okay, I got one more question before we wrap you up. Uh, transitional process, you know, for a lot of professional football players is difficult. There's some, and it's hard for a lot of players to make that transition from, from the field to off the field. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your, what you're doing off the field right now with the Whitaker Development Group. Well, right now, uh, a year ago, I started um, my own company called Whitaker Development Group, and uh, a, a partner of mine by the name of Dirk Taylor, you know, put me onto it. And basically, what it is is, you know, we help people, you know, not only find another source of income, but we also help them as far as whatever business that they're trying to, you know, start and get off the ground. You know, I help I help them develop it. You know, uh, we come up with different different marketing strategies. You know, we come up with um, different CDs and different things of that nature, just to help them. You know, as a, as a launching pad, and then we come in and we try to, you know, put our knowledge to the, you know, to the table or whatever, and just help them get this thing kick started. And and the whole the whole deal is just basically if anybody's trying to, you know, develop anything or they're looking for a company that they're trying to develop or, you know, any any it could be anything. It could be anything from, you know, from health and wellness, you know, a guy trying to start his own barber shop, you know, from anything. You know, we just try to come in and just try to put our heads together and just try to help people, you know, especially times like this. You know, so many people out there right now that have so many great ideas of what they want to do as far as starting their own business or even, you know, even just trying to have ways of making money, but there's so much things that come into that. A lot of people, you know, look at it and they, they may lack capital or they may lack the knowledge that they need to have. And that's why I try to come in and I try to help these people, you know, get that off the ground and, and, and help them be successful along the way. That sounds that's outstanding. That sounds like a great opportunity for a lot of people, especially in this downtime and in the, in the economy. Mm -hmm. Just got an email from Mike out of D.C. He wants to know, what is the website and what is the contact information for Whitaker Development Group? Well, it's www.wdg.com. And you could just go on and it's going to ask you to just put in your um, email address. And you just type in your email address. And then the rest, you know, it, it'll take you into a whole, you know, uh, video telling you exactly what it is that we do. And I have all my contact stuff as well. And you can also find me on Facebook, you know, Ronya Whitaker. You can look me up, and I have my, all my development company um, info right there for guys to look up. And, and this, this even goes to a point if a guy wants to, you know, develop his skills as far as, you know, becoming, taking his game to a next level, you know, workout plans and, you know, nutrition plans and things of that nature. But you can also find it on my Facebook page as well. Ronya, great stuff, man. It's always a pleasure, man, to catch up with you, man. It's been a long time through Facebook, was able to reconnect, but uh, wish you well this season. And for the listeners out there, we're going to bring Ronya on. I think he got some great insight, different perspective from uh, he a DB. I'm a former linebacker, so, and John is a writer. So we're going to have a whole different perspective this year. Excited about this 2010 NFL season. So, Ronya, we're going to check back with you in probably a couple of weeks once this NFL season kicks off. Thank you, guys. It was a real pleasure being on the show. I think you guys are doing great things. Uh, no problem. Take care. Be safe down there in Virginia. John, Thank you. Go ahead. You guys do the same. Okay. Thank John, you, John. We appreciate it. John, let's go ahead and continue with the show. All right. We can go around the NFL with some different headlines and storylines from this weekend or from this past week. And uh, let's go ahead and start in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, well, you know, Cincinnati was on the roller coaster there going up with the signing of T.O. And everybody was excited, high expectations for the team. But then again, they invested in a wide receiver that they had to cut. 
this past week, and that was Antonio Bryant. He was released by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bryant, back in March, signed a four-year deal for $28 million, giving him an $8 million bonus. John, uh, uh, Bryant has some knee issues. I remember that. I know he had a surgery. He had some knee issues this offseason. But uh, how did he pass his physical in order for him to sign with the Cincinnati Bengals? Boy, that's a great mystery, I'll tell you. He's uh, That's what you call a lose-lose for everybody involved in that uh, – Except for perhaps Bryant, but you know he. I mean, the Bengals are playing, uh, paying him a lot of money, and then to cut him, you know, before the next season even starts after signing his twenty-eight million dollar contract. Just as importantly, it's going to be real. I, I don't think too many teams are going to be interested in picking him up. He he is a big name. He's been around on a few different teams. So all of a sudden, it seems, and uh, so you know, there has to be some. Team's pretty wary of him, and, and plus, as you mentioned, Lemont, the the knee issues. So, just kind of a, a bad situation all around there. Uh, I don't know what his future holds, but uh, other than he's going to get twenty eight million dollars, that's pretty good. Yeah, there's <laughs> only two guys in the NFL that walk away from a team with a lot of money, and that's Antonio Bryant and that's uh, Jamarcus Russell. There, uh, hopefully, Marcus Ru- Jamarcus Russell can stay out of jail uh, with this penny. Uh, Cody in case he got there in Alabama, but yeah, Bengals bad investment. Man, I, I, you know, someone needs to be fired. You know, somebody needs to be let go. If I was in the ownership uh, position up there, you know, but then again, I mean, a lot of these teams make bad decisions that we don't hear about on a daily basis. And this one of them was Antonio Brown was able to sneak through the cracks, and what a not a hundred percent knee. His knee wasn't a hundred percent from what I read and what I've been told by guys up there in Cincinnati. His knee, the muscle that surrounds his knee, wasn't a hundred percent. So he couldn't able to cut in and out of breaks like he wanted to. But uh, we go from one guy that got cut this week to another guy that's possibly going to get cut at the end of this week, and that's Matt Liner, the quarterback, franchise, supposed to be franchise quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals. You know, Twitter is amazing nowadays. You know, Twitter, uh, some guys have been tweeting all week saying that uh, you know Arizona's looking to let go Matt Liner at the end of this week and uh, uh, either cut or looking to trade him. And John, I wanted to see you know. If the Cardinals cut or release Liner, uh, will this go down as a bust, or you think he'll be able to pump some life back into his career with another team? Oh, I think it's time for him to go to another team. You know, I I don't know this for a fact, but based on all the news I saw today, it, it just all of a sudden dawned on me that I think what we have here is just a bad match, bad chemistry between Ken Wisenhunt and Liner, for whatever reason. You know, it just... You know, I never really thought much about it before, you know, uh, but, you know, Wisenhunt brought in Warner right off the bat, and, you know, I, I just don't think that those two are cohesive for whatever reason, and it just, like I said, it just suddenly dawned on me today when I heard they're probably going to trade him by the end of the week. Yeah, Wisenhunt, but that's my thought. Yeah, just here's my thoughts. Wisenhunt, it's no ties. With with Matt Liner, you know that's not his guy. He didn't bring Liner in. He didn't draft him. You know, inherited him. So it's kind of like no motion ties there. So if he has to go a different direction, then he you know need be, then he will. And you know, it's, it's a business. We talked about uh, about this all the time on the show. How much the NFL is a business-driven de- uh, league, and you know it's about production too. If you're not producing, then then you got to get out of there. And it, it's I go back to when I first met Mark Sanchez last year when they played the Texans in week one. And it was something about Mark, even though they dominated the Texans that first week, when he walked into that press room at the end of the game, he had it. 
I mean, you know, everybody talking about that hit factor. He had it. It was like, you know, it was just it was just there. His aura was there. Everybody felt the energy he brought in. Now, granted, he was coming out there a win, and his first rookie win as a quarterback. But he had it, you know, and it showed throughout the year. Even though he went high and low throughout the season, he never lost that confidence. And I think with Matt Liner, uh, I don't know. I want to say, you know, with him staying a couple more years at USC, maybe he had that one little opportunity to capitalize on this on, on, on peaking. And the fact that he had to sit a couple years behind uh, Kurt Warner, maybe he probably missed out on that opportunity. But you never know. We see it all the time in the NFL where guys go to a different team and, you know, different programs, different teams, different organizations breathe life into a quarterback, and it can be successful. Hey, he, got, he learned from one of the best, the guys that can do it. That was Kurt Warner. Yeah, well, let's not forget, too, you know, for, there, there were some pretty serious doubts about him when he came out, when he was drafted. But yet, I remember when he was drafted by the Cardinals, everybody just thought, you know, perfect, the perfect team. You know, he, was, he, he wasn't like the highest, you, you know, pick. His, his stock dropped on draft day. But then, you know, Phoenix being, in effect, a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from his base in L.A., you know, what, a half-an-hour flight, if that. Um, you know, it just seemed, in, you know, that that was going to be a really good match for him. But obviously yeah. it just hasn't turned out that way. So you just never know. But, uh, yeah, how the tables have turned. Who would have thought, you know, Mark Sanchez would be by far, by far, considered the better NFL quarterback today than Matt Leinart? Based on their USC careers, yeah, John. We, you know, stay on the West Coast and go to a different team, the Oakland Raiders. They, you know, they acquired newly well quarterback from the Jason Campbell from the Redskins and want to breathe life into his career again after struggling over there in DC. And uh, he went down with a wrist injury last week. And uh, I think the Raiders will improve a lot this season. But John, right now we got a, a loyal listener on the line one here. We got Brian from out of Virginia, so. Let's go ahead and have Brian chime in on Oakland Raiders. Go ahead, uh, Dion, and patch Brian in. Hey, how you doing there? Who's uh, Lamar? And yeah. How you doing, Brian? Yeah, hey, Brian. you're talking about Raiders. Uh, see, I've been a loyal fan. been doing with thick and thin, you know, the ups and downs, you know. But we're looking a little better. I mean, it's getting better. Since we get a little stability with Coach, and Coach Cable, and it seems like Al's stepping back a little bit. You know, okay. uh this means I'm still waiting to see the production I wanted to see out of Darren McFadden in Arkansas. He didn't the last week. He was much shut out, except for the catch of 16 yards, you know. Yeah, yeah. McFadden has been dealing with some injuries here. He, you know, you can't make the club in the tub, is the old saying. He's been back and forth on and off the field. But uh, you had Bush, the running back Bush. I think he, he suffered an injury with his, with his finger. I want to say his finger this week. I know he, he's been injured as well, but – as far as overall, the direction uh, of the Oakland Raiders, do you like you guys' new direction, the way Tom Cables are taking you guys for the 2010 season? Yeah, I like the direction I'm going to. Um, I'm still waiting to see. Uh, it looked a little bit better. Darren Taylor Day, he looked good last game. You know, he's finally got on the field. Uh, that was kind of injury they said he had was, was fatigue, which I think was kind of weird, though, in a way. NFL player being fatigued and kept out of practice. But uh, I like Lewis Murphy. You know, Zach Miller, like his, his numbers keep improving every year with the quarterback situation we had before. So, you know, being with Jason Campbell in there and and a better blocking scheme and stuff for that zone blocking scheme, I, I mean, it looks like good things to happen with us all this year. One more question, Brian, before we wrap up, before we take our next break. Haywood Bay, what's your thoughts on Haywood Bay and do you see him having a breakout season? 
I just want them to have a complete season. You know, actually, you know, not getting shut out, not, you know, getting covered up in one-on-one coverage, being able to break free, you know, to show some of that breakaway speed, you know. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Just yeah. some consistency with them. Yeah, that's uh, you hit it right, right on hit the nail right on the head, and that's the key. Where I would say consistency, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, again, going in the first round, pretty much shocking the world with that pick. Everybody thought Crabtree was going to go uh, to Oakland and able to come in, and 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 now he has a quarterback. Uh, being that Jason Campbell, Campbell will be able to bounce back from the stinger from this past weekend and and get back in the lineup there. Uh, you hit it right on the head. Consistency is is the biggest thing for for Haywood Bay. We know he has raw ability, raw talent, and raw speed. Now he just has to put that, 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 those talents together and be productive on the football field. But, Brian, we want to thank you for calling in. Continue to be a loyal listener to the show and no call problem. in anytime you, if you want to. Thank you, Brian. I don't know if he's still there, but, John, let's go ahead and take our break here. When we come back, we'll talk about the Houston Texans as well as some baseball. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moye, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks show right here on the Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. It's football, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready for the game plan with Anthony Heron, a.k.a. Big Ant. Anthony has a background in college and professional football and brings the player, coach, and broadcaster perspective to this weekly roundup of the top sports news and events. Big Ant wants to hear from you, too. Tune in to the game plan with Anthony Heron every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific time on the voice america sports channel it's game time your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. On the Voice America Sports Network. John, it's the last segment before we wrap up the show. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more NFL than we try to. We have time left. We'll try to squeeze some baseball in. And uh, let's talk about the team that I covered, the Houston Texans, in the AFC South Division. Texas pretty much bounced back, bounced back in a good way this week or last week. Uh, they came, coming off that disappointing loss to the world champion Saints two weeks ago, they set their game up against the Cowboys, uh, in, in state rival. A lot of for the listeners out there, it's called the Governor's Cup game here in Texas. And Texans was able to get that that trophy back here, back in Houston, where it belongs, in my opinion. But John, the Texans was focused all week. I saw it throughout practice, saw it in you know the interviews, I saw it in their demeanor, the way they carried themselves. They was focused, and it showed in the game. The defensive line set the tone early in the first quarter. Antonio Smith did a great job. By set by shooting the gaps inside gaps, kind of disrupting that inside interior line, which in return allowed guys to blitz from the outside. Uh, Mario Williams was able to get assist on the sack. Uh, cornerbacks was able to come in. Glover Quinn was able to come and get a sack from the outside. But just not the defense stepped up and set the tone. It also carried over to the offense side of the ball, and our running game came alive. Everybody's really raving about uh, undrafted free agent, second year running back Arian Foster. He pretty much rushed for over 110 yards and had one touchdown. And we saw a lot of potential. Saw a lot of potential in this kid. If he's able to stay healthy, uh, I really think he would be a great asset to the Texans offense as well as their running game. Yeah, well, the Texans were ready to play that night, boy. They, it was just, you know, you said the Governor's Cup. It was, you know, the battle for Texas. And the Texans really had an attitude of, you know, uh, Protecting their house, shall we say. You were there. You know better than me, but I'm just saying the way it came across on TV was really, you know, beyond a typical preseason game. I mean, you get you get one or two of those every week that is just simply a cut above other preseason games, and clearly this was one of them. Yeah. It, it, see, the Texans, man, they're, they're, it's, it's hard for them sometimes to be consistent as far as getting ready for games. And if you know one thing, I want to see going into tomorrow's final preseason game against Tampa Bay. I want to see them continue that success early on. They got a lot of young guys. Their defensive back feels uh, is young. Uh, uh, besides Bernard Parlin, the, the, the safety there. They, I want to see them continue that that momentum because at times last year, you know they had their highs where they was rolling, then they had their lows where they lost consecutive games in a row, then they finished up strong with their first winning season at 9-7. and seven. So I want to see, continue to see that uh, this tomorrow night at Reliant when they play Tampa Bay. Uh, despite they play a lot of young guys, a lot of young guys will play tomorrow. Uh, uh, here's the three things I'm looking for, for from, from the Texans. Again, I want to see them continue that momentum in the last preseason game. They got Oren Daniels back, all-pro tackle, I mean tight end. He's coming from knee injury. He's be back. He's back in the mix. On the defensive side, I want to see strong side linebacker position. Someone step in there because Brian Cushing is looking. This will be his last game to participate in before he serves his four-game suspension. So I want to see a, a, 
Xavier DB, which we had on the show here. Want to see he's coming back from a groin injury. I want to see what he he's going to do, and as well as the uh, rookie rookie linebacker Darren Sharpton. Um, I want to see him continue as well, and secondary is playing outstanding too. So, one more thing, John, I forgot about the kicking battle that we have. The the last original Texan, Chris Brown, was pretty much you know he going against Neil Rackers from uh, Arizona Cardinals. So it's going to be right. a big battle this week between those two guys. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on that before we move to baseball. You know that's interesting. Two big names. I mean, Chris Brown. You know, I, I don't mean to be cruel, but a couple of his missed kicks, you know, had a big hand in the Texans not making the playoffs last year. And then Neil Rackers, also a guy with, you know, a, a good history, but also has a couple of, uh, you know, pretty high-profile misses on his resume. So uh, whichever one, you know, wins is, you know, again, they, each of them has been there before. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Key position. Yeah, we definitely check that out, and I'll bring you uh, the listeners as well as uh, John. We'll talk more about this next week as final roster cuts will be set by Saturday, uh, heading to the following week where the first week of, uh, of I think they take another break. I think the first game is not until after the 12th. I can't remember, but uh, it's here shortly. So with this NFL season ready to kick off, John, let's move into the baseball before we wrap up the show. Super Manny, Manny Ramirez was traded from – L.A. to Chicago to the White Sox. Uh, he made his debut the other night against the Cleveland Indians. But, uh, John Ramirez, he, he's coming up to Boston there. He's going to travel to Boston. They're going on a little road uh, stretch, stretch here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, how will you all, you know, respond to uh, Super Manny coming back to Boston with a different team, different new uniform on? Well, that's a great question, Lemont. Uh, you know, when he came back earlier this season with the Dodgers for his first visit to Fenway, since he had left so ignominiously a few years back. Um, it's a mixture, you know. It's just it's kind of a half and half, of maybe 51% booing him versus 49% cheering him, and uh, maybe a whole lot of people just not doing much of anything. But Manny does bring out people's emotions, certainly up here in New England. And, uh, you know, some people just... He gets a lifetime pass for what he did in helping them to win two World Series, period. That's the end of it. And others just simply cannot forgive him for, in effect, in their minds, going on strike, so to speak, sitting down on the job where he refused to play and he wasn't injured. I myself went to a Yankee Red Sox game that he did not play, he wasn't injured, and it was two days before they traded him to the Dodgers. Yeah. So I was not a happy camper that night. I paid good money and there was no Manny. Um, so if I had to guess, you know, he's now one team removed from the Red Sox. I'm going to say that his supporters may be a little more vocal this weekend. You know, there's not the sting that he left the Red Sox. Now again, there's a buffer team, the Dodgers. And now all of a sudden he's with the White Sox and Ozzie Guillen. I mean, that is a matchup made in heaven. I cannot wait to see the two of them, uh, and, and how they get along. Yeah, well, John, great show as always. It's time for us to wrap up the show. So let's go ahead and thank our listeners. I want to thank everybody out there for listening to Outside the Huddle. With Lee Mott Williams and co-host. John Inglesby. Have a blessed week. And remember, sports plus business equals wealth.
Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host John Inglesby. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.